Welcome to the See It, Decree It, Be It podcast. Happy Monday. It's your girl Chanel. I hope you are having a wonderful day so far. I hope your day is off. Well, your week is off to a great start. I cannot believe that it's already November. It seems like once we hit November 1st, the days just start flying by. So it will be New Year's pretty soon. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you are having a blessed day. Again, I really am excited to have you with me. Today, we are going to talk about the be it part of our tagline and show name. In previous weeks, we talked about the see it portion, and then we talked about the decree it part. So I just wanted to wrap this series up by talking about the be it part. The be it really is, is again, about identity, and it's really about embodying the person you visualize. And they all go together. They all tie. It's a connect the dots kind of kind of thing because you can't be who you, you can't be the empowered person you envision in your mind without first seeing it. You got to first visualize yourself as that person. And then in order to, to get there, you're going to have to speak life to yourself and love to yourself and empower yourself with words because the primary thing that happens i find when we set goals for ourselves especially when we are doing something new that we've never done self-doubt sets in and you will we we make attempts and i don't and we don't even know that we're doing it because we're so used to negative self <clears throat> excuse me negative self talk that we will talk ourselves out of chasing our dream or attracting i should say attracting our our vision attracting our goals we will talk basically talk ourselves out of it because we 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 speak to ourselves in such a de- demeaning and degrading way that we render ourselves powerless to activate manifestation mode we we render ourselves powerless to be the person that we envision when we're constantly saying negative things to ourselves about ourselves it's it's ironic because last week i was having a conversation with somebody i love dearly and she is the sweetest person i mean the sweetest person you ever meet she's she's one of the sweet she's like a mom to me and i love this woman so so much and she is the most encouraging person again it's impossible to be around her and not feel good about yourself because if you're going through something she's going to make you feel good about yourself and she's just that kind of person and i noticed something we were we were in a conversation and she did something and she said oh i'm so stupid why did I do that? And I said, hey, I don't ever want to hear you say that about yourself. You know, and this is a woman of God, okay? And <clears throat> she said, you're right. I said, you you encourage everybody, but you you can't be, that's an insult to God. That's an insult to whoever your creator is to know that he created you wonderfully 
and you were fearfully made and you are the head and not the tail and that you are more than a conqueror. It's an insult to then call yourself stupid, (laughs) to then say bad things about yourself. Because when we, and we have to check ourselves and have people close to us who can check us when we, when we fall into that cycle of doing that, you know, without even recognizing it subconsciously, we do that. And it's important to check that behavior and, and make changes because when you say words again are so powerful, they become self-fulfilling prophecies. So you can't, what, what may seem like subtle nuances become self-fulfilling prophecies. When you start saying things like, I'm so stupid, I'm so dumb, you start moving in alignment with that. And then you become, you start handicapping yourself. Oh, you need help for everything because you just assume you don't have the ability to do it or to accomplish things. And so again, our words have power and, and that is a real big, strong piece in the puzzle of embodying the person that you envision in your mind and being the person, the empowered person you you see in your mind. So it's very, very a key component. You can't just visualize it, see it in your mind and then be it. If you miss that decree it part, it's, it's, it's just faking it till you make it. And that never really works. It never works because you, you, you don't even believe who you say you are. You don't even believe it because it's not internalized. And so there is actually research in psychology and neuroscience has shed light on the incredible influence of embodiment on our beliefs and, and, and behaviors. The idea is simply when you physically and mentally embody a particular role, your mind and body begin to adapt and align with that identity. So consider this, when you consistently act and think like the person you aspire to be, you're effectively rewiring your brain. The brain doesn't know the difference. You're effectively rewiring your brain This rewiring occurs through a process called neuroplasticity. It's where your brain's neural pathways adapt and reconfigure based on your experiences and your actions. So as you start doing these these activities, your brain says, oh, you are this person. And starts reconfiguring based on your experiences and actions. Studies have shown That when you embody the persona of your desired self and consistently practice this role daily, your brain activates the same neural pathways as those individuals who already possess that identity. Let me say that again, because that is, that's important. Studies have shown that when you embody the persona of your desired self, and consistently practice this role daily, your brain activates the same neural pathways as those individuals who already possess that identity. It's as if you are repriming your mind to become that person. Wow. 
Moreover, this practice enhances self-belief and confidence. As you consistently show up in the shoes of your future self, you begin to perceive yourself as more capable. You begin to feel more powerful. You begin to feel more deserving and aligned with your goals. This shift in self-perception can be a catalyst for transformation, helping you overcome challenges, take bold actions, and manifest your blessing. Now, I'm going to give you an example of, of this. I'm actually in a manifestation mode right now. Me being here on this podcast is, is stepping into that. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm demonstrating that for you right now, but let me give you an example of a time when I did this, as I, I shared with you before, and maybe you're new to the show and you've never heard it. Let me give you a little bit about my story. So 10 years ago, I found myself experiencing a health crisis. I was in the hospital for nine weeks fighting for my life and I was on complete bed rest. And if you are anything like me, a busybody who likes moving around, being on strict bed rest is like <laughs> the worst kind of confinement you can think of because I couldn't even get up and go to the bathroom. I had to have them. It, it was just, you know, a lot. I had to have a bedpan every time I had to go to the restroom. So I could, I was literally confined to a bed for nine weeks. And the only sense of control I had was looking at myself in a mirror, listening to music, looking at myself, fixing my hair, because that's the only thing I could do. And it was during that time that I began the reflective process of really being brutally honest with myself in journal. I, I, I wrote every day. It was such a cathartic process for me. It was such a life-changing moment for me because it forced me to really look at myself and not just aesthetically, but really internally look at who I was, look at who, how I saw myself, look at where my life was at the, in that moment. And in that hospital bed, I created what I now know is a framework. I created a framework to change my life. And it all happened because I changed how I saw myself. And I began speaking what I call, what I now call mirror mantras. I began speaking mirror mantras to myself and it empowered me. And what I just said to you about embodying who, embodying your future self, embodying the person that you want to become is exactly what I did because as I began to speak positively to myself, as I began to forgive myself for making bad decisions, it gave me the grace to give myself permission to evolve, to be the person that I envisioned in my mind that was whole, that was healed, that was um, accomplished, that, that was living in purpose. It, I gave myself permission to do that 
once I begin to see myself through a different lens. I, when I left that hospital, again, I was a 40 year old woman at that time. I had dropped out of high school in the ninth grade and many people who know me probably never knew that about me because I've always been articulate. I could always hold myself, you know, hold a conversation. I had accomplished some things in life that, you know, I just don't think many people knew that unless you went to school with me or was a, a part of my life in that season of my life. Many people probably didn't even know that I dropped out of high school in the ninth grade. And when I was in that hospital bed, I realized that for years I had been carrying that identity. I had been carrying the identity of a failure that for many years, internally, I saw myself as a failure. I would buy nice clothes. I was driving a nice car. And those were the things, the external validations that I was trying to um, use to mask the way I really felt about myself internally. Deep down, I did not value myself. I did not see myself as an empowered person. I saw myself as a failure. And many of my decisions proved that to be true. So it is so important that we see ourselves, that we change the lens through which we see ourselves, that we take the time to really be honest with ourselves about our flaws, about our shortcomings, and then give ourselves grace. We are so good at extending grace to other people. We are so good at giving other people the opportunity to grow and evolve, but not giving ourselves that same, that same grace. And so for me, I know that my part of my, my calling in life is to share my experiences with you so that you give yourself that same grace, so that you give yourself the opportunity to see, decree, and be all that you were created to be because you are more than a conqueror. It does not matter what you have been through. You are not what you have been through. You are more than a conqueror. And when you begin to see yourself as the victor, not the victim, as the victor that you were created to be, then you will be victorious in everything you face, in everything you face. I really, really believe that because when you, when you, embody that empowered person, nothing can stop you because you're, you're, you're thinking now on a higher frequency. You're thinking now, not about the problem, but about solving the problem. You're not going to be hyper-focused on what's wrong. You're going to be hyper-focused on what's right and, and how you can make things right on the solution, not the problem when you, when you elevate to that level. And so that is what be it is all about. It's about embodying the empowered you. 
And I just want to tell you that I'm so excited because I just finished a workbook and a journal entitled Manifest My Blessing, where I I, I used all of the data that I had collected, all of the writings that I wrote from that hospital bed, in that hospital bed. Um, I, I've been journaling for years and I've moved several times throughout the years and I've lost many things. But the one thing that I always keep are my writings because these are the things that have gotten me through the darkest times of my life. And I spent about a year piecing all of this information, like just pulling, extracting the most powerful lessons and the most powerful questions that I had to ask myself. I put them in a journal. Hopefully it will help you. The journal is called Manifest My Blessing and it will be released on 11-11. Okay. So I just want to tell you that. So everything that we've touched on over the last few weeks, there are sections in the journal that um, address those issues. And again, all of the tough questions, because what I've learned, the most important thing I've learned on my journey of life in transformation is you must be willing to ask yourself hard questions and be real with the answers. You have to have a safe place to do that, which is why therapy is so great. You know, it's, it's, it's really great. I encourage everyone to remove the stigma attached with therapy. Therapy is, is a great release and a great way to talk through your problems. Um, but I, I, back to the journal, I created it for that reason, to be a safe place for you to dissect yourself, basically, and ask yourself the tough questions necessary for transformation. So that is today's program. I hope you enjoyed it. See it, decree it, be it. Once you find your purpose, don't ever, ever flee it. Trust that God would do everything he said he'd do. And you will see his hand in everything you do. Hold tap.